0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the go with your gut podcast. I am your host, Lauren Dreyer, And today we have special guest Elizabeth on here. And I am really excited as uh, she and I kind of are going along the same path. So I will let her introduce herself really quick. And then we will jump right in. Hi, thank you for having me here. So I'm
1: Elizabeth and I am a stress coach for moms and I help overwhelmed moms reduce mental stress so they can respond with patience and calm. I feel like it's my calling from God to support moms on their journey in motherhood. I believe that so many times moms overreact and maybe yell and lose their cool and struggle with anger, not because they're bad moms or anything like that. It's because they're struggling and they often have unmet needs and they put everybody above themselves. And so it just comes out in negative ways towards their family. So I'm here to help
0: them and support them absolutely i love it and i i can relate firsthand having two small kids yes um stress and motherhood a lot of times go together so mm-hmm. i am i'm one of the ones that uh was kind of wondering why am i so wasn't wondering why i was so stressed but found myself uh with anger coming out when that wasn't who i really was so today we're going to focus um, we're gonna focus the conversation on uh, boundaries a little bit and talking about limits because with I think stress, motherhood, and definitely kind of anger, we have to really learn um what that looks like for us and be able to um exercise and force however you want to phrase that. So um so as women, as mothers, and honestly, as individual people, our our attention, right, gets pulled in a ton of different directions on really a daily basis, if not, heck, we could even say hourly, I would bet. So tell me how you've kind of been able to honor those for yourself and maybe what you've seen. Yeah.
1: So I have four kids. So I have three boys and a girl and my oldest is 11 and then an eight year old, a five year old and an 18 month old girl. So I have a full house full of energy, lots of noise and I have to practice what I preach in order to show up as my best because otherwise like I think I'd be hypocrite if like I didn't practice the things that I preach. And it's, I believe it's so important to know who you are. So then you can understand what kind of limits and boundaries to set. And for example, um, I grew up in a family of six kids and my mom is an extrovert. She can handle a lot more energy and noise and things going on than I can, because I'm an introvert and I, I think I became an introvert after I had kids. I don't remember being an introvert, you know, before kids, but I also learned about myself that I'm a highly sensitive person, which means I naturally get drained and overwhelmed more and just um, like my tank empties a lot faster than someone else who's not a highly sensitive person, which means the combination of introvert and highly sensitive person my tank and my limits are very different from somebody who's an extrovert and just maybe naturally has a ton of energy. And I had to recognize that about myself and be like, okay, This does not mean like something is wrong with me. This doesn't mean I'm failing. It just means I need to honor my own limits, value myself enough to say no to some even good things in my life to protect my energy. Because when I am running it empty, when I'm pulled in too many directions at the same time, I get overwhelmed, I get overstimulated. And for me personally, it comes out in frustration and being snappy and short with my family and even raising my voice like I rarely experience mom rage anymore but that is something that happens Um, like for me personally and I've just learned that about myself so it's all connected like you have to recognize all these things they're all connected
0: absolutely I, I love kind of how you encompass all that because I would I am like very much on the same Spectrum, except for I am. I didn't realize that I've always been kind of an extrovert, or yeah, I've always been an extrovert, but I'm about 20% introvert. So I, you know, I love being around people and I get energy from having like conversations and relating to people. But if I don't do what I need to do for me, and honor that 80 or that 20% of my introvert, then like, I'm, I'm not good. And the kind of like what you were talking about, I, I'm not the best for everybody. I find myself short. I find myself snapping and I have to figure out how that looks for me because I mean, I don't, want to put myself in that spot but I also don't want to be that person for my family so I'm I totally understand what you're talking about and like I have I have kind of a little checkpoint in the middle of my day because we do get so overextended right and so overstimulated and I love that you're talking about it's different for every person because it absolutely is but you have to know that about yourself, right? Um, And that's where I think the inner,
1: sorry, I interrupted you. That's where that uh, self-development and inner work comes in. Like I grew up in a faith-based background and like a conservative Christian background, and it was all really focused on the spiritual aspect of our lives and I think it's really good to have the balance of both. Like there's what the Bible says and we do need to implement that. But there's also like we need to kind of look within ourselves and figure out who we are as an individual, how God has created us and like honor that and not just like push ourselves constantly past our limits. Because when we do, it it literally negatively affects the rest of the home. It's not just yeah. you, like yeah. your energy, your frustration, your anger, like you want it or not, it will seep into yeah. your kids, into your spouse. And then they reflect that, right? It's so yes. hard when like you lash out an anger for them to just stay cool and controlled. Unless they have learned emotional regulation, they will mirror it right back at you, yeah. right? And then it's like a spiral. And so it is so important to learn these things because- yes. Like our upbringing has so much to do how we show up as parents and like as adults later on in life. And if we want to model and like leave a positive legacy for our kids, for them to learn how to control their emotions, regulate their emotions, express their feelings in a healthy way and non-destructive ways, like it starts with us and working on our own kind of like inner work you know and yeah. so then we can model it to our families
0: yes so kind of going on that we have to figure it out for ourselves because I am 100 on board with that and I've been working through that myself a lot lately um that kind of that leads me to a point that I'm I want to talk about and I want to know how you kind of deal with this, because so a lot of times when we're, we're kind of finding that direction and we're thinking, okay, like all of these good things are happening for me. And I'm in this fantastic spot and I want to, um, like, I want to do all of these things and all these good things are happening, but everything you find yourself at the end of the day, completely overstimulated but you love everything and in order to um and in order to be able to regulate that for yourself you have to also know where you need to set those limits and a lot of times that comes from having too much on our plate Mm -hmm. so what would you say as far as like okay like I don't want to give this up Like something has to, something's got to give, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of go with that gut instinct and say, okay, here's what I need to let go of. I don't want to, because this is a good thing, but these other things are priority. How do you kind of deal with that?
1: Yeah. And so those are, that's a really good question. And when I talk to mamas and work with mamas, we always kind of just do an audit. Your life, we kind of start there. We're like, okay, yeah, how does your day look like? How does your week look like? What are your commitments? Like, what are the things that have to get done? Right. Like I mean, like we also consider your like health, we consider your mental and emotional well being, right? Because when you're struggling mentally, like your tank gets drained a lot quicker. Yeah. And and I think a lot of us don't even recognize that if you have mental health struggles, like you will naturally have a harder time, a much harder time emotionally regulating. Why? Because when you're struggling mentally, you have a lot of negative thoughts and your negative thoughts produce negative feelings. And when you're feeling really yucky and down, it's gonna like be much harder to emotionally regulate. So we kind of first look at your life and we're like, okay, what are things that need to get done? Okay, these things absolutely have to be part of my day. Okay, so what are some commitments that you have, that when you like, like, I think like the easiest thing for me, like when I do is like, okay, when I think of this commitment, do I get excited? Do I feel light up? Do I feel like expansive towards it? Or when I think of it, I'm like, like naturally you have this resistance and pull away. You're like, oh, I have this dread of like going there again. I have to go to this volunteer thing. Like yeah, I have to go because I said I was going to do, but I absolutely like wish I didn't. And so we need to kind of like feel into it and think that's how we kind of go more with our gut. We're like, okay, is this something that lights me up and inspires me? And like, helps me become a better version of myself. It gives me energy. Or is this something that literally just pulls me down, creates more heaviness and drain and literally like drains my energy and like makes me resent it. And so sometimes it's like volunteer activities. Sometimes it's like, you know, like your kids' sports activities. Maybe you have too many commitments with your kids and different things and that's something you need to have a conversation with your kids and your spouse you're like hey like I love you guys I care about you guys I want you to be happy and this is what's going on all these activities are really like draining me and pulling me at all these directions and this is how it's showing up like I want to take care about, uh, like, take care of you in the best way that I can, and I, I can't do that when I'm always running on empty, and so like, in this season in life, you can all like, we're gonna either rotate, take turns, who's gonna do which activity, or like one activity per kid, which still seems like a lot to me, like when you have like four, right? Yeah, and so like, I think just kind of feeling into it like that, and like, and then. Like me being an introvert and highly sensitive person, I can do two evenings out of the week. I can be like out of the house. But more than that, it's like, no, no, no. Like I need my evening routine. I need my space. Like I need to decompress in the evening. And I know that if we would like go, 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 that would not sit well with me. And I would
0: not show up as my best self for my family. I love that because I think and tell me if you see something different is we're in such a society and world of it's like a competition of who can be busier and who can who can have more going and I mean I'm guilty of that I don't want it to be a competition but I definitely probably have too much going right and it takes It takes a minute to be able to say okay we've got to take some of this off my plate because i'm i'm kind of the same way i'm like all right i'm out of the house for these couple of nights and then i'm like i just want to be home i want to be you know sitting on my couch i want to just go sit somewhere in silence and have nothing coming at me and i think part of my thing was figuring out what's no longer serving me because some of those things that I want to be able to do are really good things. But I love that you were talking about kind of feeling it out and saying, okay, like this used to get me excited. Does it still? Because even if it used to get you excited, it may not be the season for it anymore.
1: Yeah, seasons change. Like you yes. outgrow things, your yes. kids, you know, you start having kids, your kids get into different ages. Like seasons change, and we need to kind of adapt to that. And sometimes certain commitments that we had were awesome and great in yeah. a different season, but now they're not serving you, they're not serving your family. And like, I have like a couple of quotes that, um, like I read in books that were really good. There's a book called The Joy of Missing Out by Tonya Dalton. I think you might really like that one. It's all about like, you know, missing out on some of the good things so you can like focus on the great things that truly matter to you and like figuring out what are your priorities? What are your Uh. values? What is really important to you and aligning your life with that? Like, and like, you know, on different seasons, I think you're really going to like that book. I'd recommend that book. It's one of my favorites. And um, she has like this graph on there and it talks about like, every time you say no to, every time you say yes to say to something, you say yeah. no to something else. And yeah. she has this like, okay, I have this, you know, this graph and it's like, okay, I have this, you know, opportunity to volunteer. And it's like, um, do I want to like, and you say yes or no. And then it's like, okay, do I have, let's say you say yes. And you're like, okay, do I have the time for it? No. So if I want to, but I don't have the time for it, what am I going to say no to, to create the time for it? Because that means you have to say no to something else. You're not going to just add it on your plate. Like, and it has you like go through this whole thing. Like, I don't know, like five, 10 steps or whatever to help you figure out if this is a commitment that is going to serve you. Does this align with my values and things that are important to me? And so maybe it's a great opportunity, but it's not aligned with like your values in life and what is important to you. Like, let's say somebody gives me, I don't know, somebody's like, okay, I'm going to have, pay for all your kids to like play sports or whatever like that. Well, that's awesome and great. Like it's an amazing opportunity. Yet I like in our family, we don't value sports as much as other people do. We're like, it's nice, you know, it's a hobby thing, but like to actually put our time and energy into it and have our kids be like athletes and like I don't see a long term value like in their life later on on this like thing. And so Like if one of my sons is super into it, we're like, okay, we're going to try to find a middle ground, but like, I would have to most likely pass on that opportunity because even though it's a great one and it seems awesome and great, but it's not aligned with my values. And if I put that on my plate, then it's pulling from somewhere. And so like, here's another thing. It's like, when you don't, like when you're constantly busy and you go, 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 you have a limited amount of energy and you can run an empty from for a little bit before serious issues come up. But when you're running an empty, it's pulling from somewhere. It's still pulling from somewhere. It's pulling from your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, or your physical well-being. You might feel exhaustion and headaches and stomach problems or sleep problems. You might constantly have explosions emotionally. You might like have a lot of negative thoughts and just constant overwhelm and dread and not wanting to be around anybody. Like it's pulling from somewhere and it's going to get eventually to a point of like complete burnout. And if you don't pick a day to rest, your body's going to pick it for you it's going to be very inconvenient. And then you're going to be like, crap. Like I should have done something (laughs) about this earlier.
0: Yes. And I love that you bring that up because I, I hear a lot of people think of like, okay, I am like, I'm stressed. I'm exhausted. And like, they see their energy kind of drain. And to me, I see a lot of people, they don't, understand or maybe relate it to the fact that then like your immunity goes down your your health like you said starts declining and I don't think a lot of people relate it to you not taking care of yourself because I see so much I mean in myself as well of like I've been going too much, right? I'm, and like some weeks are worse than others, but at the end of the week, like I just, I can't even hardly function. And I'm like, okay. And I notice that, like, you know, my back starts hurting or all these other physical things start happening. And a lot of people I don't think relate it to that. It's just, yeah, okay, I'm tired and I'm getting sick. Okay. That's your body's way of saying, I need some help. Mm-hmm. I, I need something else. Fix these other parts and like we'll rejuvenate. And so that kind of leads me perfectly into this next part of when, when you're kind of in the thick of a life, right? Right and you know we're going and we're going and we have we have this kind of conflicted feeling where it's you don't know why you're conflicted right and like maybe those boundaries have been a little broken um not really great enforced or maybe you're trying to establish what those are And you're kind of like, okay, where do I need to go from here? Because as a mom and as a woman, the need to take care of your family is always at the top priority, right? Because that's your responsibility. But how do you deal with um, needing to figure out what that kind of inner confliction means and what that looks like? And still be able to feel like I'm also doing what I need to and enforcing those boundaries. Because a lot of times it it seems like it takes away from our family when we have to do that for ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you will have to take time away from your family to take care of time. Time for yourself. That's just the way it is, right? Yeah. And if we have this mindset and perspective that we always have to be with our family, and that's what a good mom is—she's always doing stuff for everybody all the time—that's when we burn out. And that yeah. mindset usually comes from our upbringing. Sometimes it's the society and experiences we had in our life. Sometimes it's like our faith. For me, it was a lot from like my um, like Christian background, like, oh, you always have to serve. Oh, it's better to, you know, give than to receive. You should always serve, serve, serve. And then you get to the point of burnout. And so like, for me, it starts with the mindset shift in yeah. perspective. And so I first look at like, okay, I have not been taking good care of myself. How do I feel? I feel bitter, resentful towards my family. Um, it's showing up in rage frustration, feeling rude and snappy, and just like, and that creates a lot of negative energy between my spouse and me, my children and me, like I feel distant, pulled away from them. Okay, this is where I'm at. (laughs) Obviously not working, right? Right. So Something needs to change, right? Like you have to change something. If nothing is going to change, nothing's going to change. You have to do something different in order to get a different result. And so it always starts with your mindset because our mindset at first, like we question our beliefs like we believe. And because our beliefs affect our thoughts and our thoughts affect our feelings and our feelings affect our actions. So if your belief is like, oh, a good mom always takes care of everyone else, never takes care of herself. And then that's where it led you, right? And but what if you question your belief? Is this even true? Is this even accurate that a good mom always, 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 always gives? Or I can be a good mom and still take care of myself and have time for myself. It's not that my family doesn't matter or that I matter more than them. It's that I matter too. Like you matter too. And who's going to take care of your family if you develop a bunch of health issues or mental health problems and you can't take care of them anymore? Yeah. You matter too. It's not that they're better than you or you're better than them you matter too. Okay. So seeing it from that lens and be like, okay, I matter too. So when I do take care of myself and I have some alone time three days a week for an hour, for example, I don't know, let's start there. I have alone time every day, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) let's, you know, let's start three days a week for an hour. Yeah. And you're like, okay, where am I going to create that alone time? For me personally, my kids all sleep through the night, so I get up before my kids in the mornings. And yep. I may have an hour to myself in the mornings before they get up. I I read the Bible, connect with God, I have my coffee, I journal. Like that's how I kind of fill up my soul, yeah. fill up like my emotional tank and just so I can show up for the day and not feel reactive. So like I I'm like, okay, well some moms say, Well, I feel guilty. Well, guilt comes from your thoughts, right? Your beliefs and your thoughts. And so, what I heard this quote once I'm like, Do feel guilty, feel the guilt, and do it anyway. Because the more you do it, the guilt is going to go away. But, but I, but you also need to uh, change your thoughts. Okay. So, if, yeah. let's say you tell your spouse, Hey, can you please put the kids to bed tonight so I can take a bath? And he's yeah. like, Yeah, sh- sure you know? And so he's putting the kids to bed and then you go take a bath and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad mom. I should be putting them to bed. They need me. Like I should be there for them all the time because like when they are going to grow up, they're going to resent me that I wasn't there to tuck them in. You know, I feel so selfish taking the bath for myself. Like if that's probably your regular thoughts, right? Those negative thoughts that creep in. And so you're like, okay, stop. Is this true? Does taking time for myself mean I'm a bad mom? No. Okay. What is the truth? I'm going to reframe and create a new thought. The truth is I can be a good mom to my kids and still take care of myself. I value myself enough to take care of myself so I can feel restored and calm and peaceful and show up as a better version of myself for my family. You literally catch that yes. negative thought and yes. you like shut it down. You're like, yes. that is a lie. That is not true. And I'm going to create a new thought that actually serves me and helps me feel better and actually pushes that freaking guilt away. Yeah. So like, that's kind of like the deep inner work that needs to be done because that mom guilt is terrible. We all deal with it. And there's a way to overcome
0: it. I would 100% agree. And so I, I have, you know, been been one to get stuck in the mom guilt. And what I have ended up changing that for myself is my mindset shift was, okay, do I feel guilty for doing x activity on my own and taking myself out of out of the situation so that I can do what I need to do do I feel guilty for that yeah maybe am I gonna feel more guilty if I don't do it go blow up on my kids because I didn't just go take a minute for myself and that's who they view me as I would rather have the I would rather have the first one. And as you said, it goes away. But I've also kind of learned that as, you know, our kids watch us so much. And I mean, we were talking about that earlier. They totally feed off whatever energy you're putting off. And I mean, I've been guilty of not putting out the right energy for sure. But for me, it's also about showing them that, It's okay to take care of ourselves and like showing them that example of like, I've always been a huge people pleaser and I want to do everything for everybody, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to show them that it's okay to take care of myself and set that example. So they're so that they learn that it's okay for them in turn to take care of themselves however that looks like because I mean it literally you're setting the example of it's okay to take care of myself how I need to and you know that looks different for everybody and I mean for you being a very much introvert is going to look different from me for being Um, not, not quite half and half, but it's going to look different for the two of us. And I think that's so important to think about for moms and women and people in general. So how, how do you coach people through that part?
1: Um, I think with mama's that want to like figure out kind of like what it looks like for me. Like there's, you know, there's trial and error. Oftentimes we really don't know before we start how it's going to look like for us. And so we try to do it one way and we're like, Oh, this is still too much. This is not helpful. Let me try something else. And then like, when we try like another routine we're like, Oh, this feels so much better. This like feels good. And it helps me feel better. And that you know, helps the rest of the family feel better. So a lot of things, like when you've kind of lost yourself in motherhood, when you kind of lost yourself just in general in life and you're constantly go, go, go like a, you know, a hamster in a wheel, like you don't even know what like helps you, what not helps you, like you don't. And so a lot of it starts with like literally trial and error. And we start with some of the basic things and then just build off of that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And we touched on this a little bit, and I know you've been kind of going in this direction as have I, um, when I'm, when I'm having a hard time figuring out what it needs to look like for me in this season, whatever that looks like, that's a big thing for me to lean into that faith because it, it, whether Whatever you believe in, honestly, it has been a huge thing for me. And the harder I have been able to go in that direction, uh, the bigger things have happened and for the good. And the easier things have become. And I've kind of, it's helped me to figure out where I need to go now. And figuring out what your faith looks like for you as an individual person, because I used to think that it was a, like, such a structured thing, right? And for me, it's been, that's an individual thing, however it needs to, however you need it to look and how that relationship looks for you.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a person of faith. I am a believer. Um, I grew up in a Slavic Baptist okay. community. Um, a lot of it was a lot of legalistic views. And so as I've grown and evolved, I kind of had to take a look at like, are these things actually biblical? Are they true? And like lean, lean more in into like getting to know God as like in a personal relationship with him mm-hmm. and not just like because my parents are Christians, because I grew up as a Christian. And just because I go to church, you know, like, actually, and the only way to do that is actually getting (laughs) slowing down your life and actually spending time with them and connecting with them. At least that's what it is like for me and creating that space in your life. And if you're constantly going, 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 you're not going to have that space to connect with God or to hear from him. And to even like understand like, what is he like directing you to do and like and and it's going to be like this gut feeling <laughs> like it's just going to be this yeah in this direction and it's like you're like no 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 no. but then it will never leave your mind it's going to keep coming back because <laughs> that's what you're meant to do and yes. like I've had that recently in my journey because like yeah. I um I like I told you like yesterday I've been like in for two years just like a stress coach for moms but yeah in the last several months like i or 6 months i've been in like in a deeper walk with god and like multiple times it kept coming to me maybe i should shift my whole brand and yeah. my messaging to christian moms you know being a stress yeah. coach for christian moms and And like, I'm like, no, this is like, I have to redo everything. I feel like I could reach more people if I'm just a stress coach for moms, not Christian moms. And, but like, it just wouldn't leave me. Things just kept coming up and pointing into that direction. And like, just having that pull that just like this thought that just would not leave you until I made a decision. Like, you know what? I think this is what God is calling me to do because otherwise it wouldn't like, it would just leave me alone, but it's yeah. not. And when I made that decision, it's like, ah, everything just feels lighter. I'm like, I knew it. Yes. I knew it was supposed to be that way.
0: Oh, that speaking my language right now. Cause that's exactly where I have been. Um, well, our time is coming to an end. So thank you for being here and tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, so you can
1: connect with me at my podcast. It is called Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Also, I'm gifting a gift to your listeners. Um, it's uh, the website is emotionally healthy legacy slash go with your gut. And it will be some free resources for you, um, like positive affirmations after you lost your cool with the kids to overcome some of that mom guilt and uh five strategies to reduce
0: overwhelm right now. So I think love you'll that. find it super helpful. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And thank you again for being on here with me. What a great conversation and I love your perspectives. Wonderful. Thank you. Well. Y'all, thank you for listening and go find Elizabeth and look into what she's about. She's got some good things to say and some good perspective. And as I always leave you, please go with that gut and then please keep going.